This is the Colorado Real Estate Experience, where we talk about building wealth through real estate. My name is Dick Gerard, and my co-host is Pat Draw. Boy, Pat, we have got some crazy stuff going on in the world right now. Um, let's let's talk about you know since it's the beginning of the month, it's April first, I believe. I'm, it's hard to keep track of what day it is. That's for sure. But right, let's, I, know. <laughs> I actually had a, clo- I had a closing tomorrow. I have yeah. one set for tomorrow, and I I set everything out this morning. It's like closer is going to call you. Here's what's going to happen. I'm sending your closing documents. He's like what am I missing? I'm like, nothing. He's like, I thought it was tomorrow. I was like, ah, oh, crap. I've been holed up in this dark room for too long. I, I didn't even know what day it was. I know it's, it's definitely hard, hard to figure out. But, um, what I want to talk about today is this whole thing about the forbearance and should I pay my mortgage? Should I not? Are you impacted? You know, what, what does all that, you know, there's so many things going on and flying around out there. Let's, let's talk about that a little bit and what a, what a forbearance is and, and kind of how, how we're handling it and how we're advising uh, clients to handle it. Um, so let's, let's talk about that a little bit and, and what, what is a forbearance? Well, basically it's just a plan to push your payments off to the end. I mean, they right. technically take the, however long they agree to, to, for the forbearance, they just put them on the end of your loan. Um, but there's a whole, so I, so I think the best way to say this is, at least to start out, is this. We are a lot better prepared for uh, these situations where people need help now than we were, you know, that 10, 11, 12 years ago in 2008, 9, 10, when it was just everybody flying by the seat of their pants and it was crazy how many people were, you know, they got themselves into trouble and couldn't get out because they're at the beginning. And then the people at the end who, you know, were able to actually walk away somewhat unscathed um, because they had figured out how to keep everybody going. So I, I think we're better prepared. However, there's also another side of it. I think that as a consumer, a lot of the consumers now go, Hey, I need help on these payments. I know I'm going to be late. They're not thinking the same way. They're, they're more proactive, but I think we can have, potential personal repercussions, if you will, by being too proactive, thinking, okay, let's take advantage of these programs that are available. Because you gotta read the fine print and everybody's different. I think we can speak from, in general, from Caliber, but Caliber's narrative or their direction is coming directly from the GSEs. So it's basically coming directly from Fannie, Freddie, FHA, VA, Eugenie, um, on how they want it handled. So I, I don't know that, I think a lot of lenders are going to be similar because, because they, they're all making the, you know, they all get, a, they all have their commitments on the back end to Fannie Freddie, you know? Right. So I think it's going to be somewhat similar uh, in terms of how lenders are handling it. But what happens, it depends on how it's um, uh, dictated. Um, well, yeah, let's, let's just, so you were talking about like 2008 when we went through that, you know, um, crisis there, that was, that was, more of a banking crisis then this is kind of the you know this is about the virus this isn't the banks collapsing so that that's why we're a lot more prepared than we were before because we actually we just went through this you know a, a few years ago so they kind of know how to handle that but i never heard forbearance back in 2008 did you yeah they, they did have forbearance i, I mean I, so I, 
it wasn't so it wasn't like it like it is now. It was more modifications and and there was a lot of different um, different words going around. But now you hear this forbearance and you hear governors and the president and you know the, these people saying, "Hey, you don't have to do this," but let's just talk about what that what that really means. You know, so there's a there's a profound difference between the two time frames, right? I mean, right. let's we got got to say so what happened in 2008 seven, eight, nine, right. was really kind of the big push is values on houses plummeted. Right. And people had to dump their houses. So we're not seeing that right now. Right. I mean, right. We're, we're actually seeing the opposite. If your house is listed, there are people fighting with offers on those houses. So it's a little, so that, that in itself is different. Right. The forbearance has been around as long as I've been in the industry. It's just, you don't really hear about right. it. Right. You just don't, it, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't, nobody does, it does it, you know, for, uh, just, but what what it is, what what we're talking about, and, and what Caliber is doing right now. If you are impacted by this, you know, COVID nineteen or uh, coronavirus, whatever you call it here, yeah. um, they're allowing you to go into forbearance for three months. You know, that means you don't have to pay your mortgage for three months. But what happens at the end of that three months is those payments are due at that point. So, right. All three of them. So you have to, now, if you can't pay, so let's just do some quick numbers, right? 25, say your, your mortgage is $2,500. Now you owe $2,500 plus the extra $7,500 that was, that you skipped for those three months. Right. So that's, that's a lot of money right there. Um, there are going to be maybe some payment plans or some some mo- loan modifications that might be available after those three months, but nobody knows at that point what those offers are going to be. So it really is a risk to, um, to take those payments off because you're going to, it's not like we're adding them to the end of the loan and you just start with your $2,500 payment. Right. You know, it's going to be, there's going to be something that's going to be due in three months and you've got to be careful of that. They're also suppressing what they're reporting to the, um, to the credit bureaus during those three months but your loan actually goes delinquent the first time you miss a payment. So they're suppressing what they, what they give to the credit bureaus, but at some point, are they going to report to the credit bureaus that you've missed those payments? N- nobody knows the answer to that question, and I think the answer to that question is they're going to report it sometime. Well, what happens is that ends up putting you in a position to where you've got to do something about it. If they don't report and your credit's always reporting, it has no impact on you at all. You could continue to miss payments for as long, you know, until they're ready to basically come get your house. Um, But, you know, the flip side to that is this, is that you got to be really careful. Um, So here's what I'm directing people that I've had these conversations with. So there's, there's a lot of misinformation because the because a lot of your car your car loan places are doing something similar, but they're doing a true forbearance and they're 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 foregoing the three payments or two payments or whatever it is and they're putting it on the end of the loan. Right. But they're but they're not in the same boat as the mortgage companies and the servicers because they're not they don't have to pay the, the money to anybody, right? They're going to lose the interest uh, over the you know that sixty days or thirty days or whatever it is that they're you know foregoing the payments for you, but they'll just put them in the back of your loan. 
So if you've got 25 months left on your car loan, you'll now have 28 and you'll skip those payments. It's a big, big difference from what we're seeing in the mortgage side of things. And like I said, they're not going to be anywhere near as anxious to come pick up a car or whatever is because you know, at the end of three months, well, quite frankly, because they're not really out a whole lot of money. You're still getting interest on everything. They're in the long run, they're still getting all their money because when you sell that car or pay it off eventually, they're getting it all. The servicers on the mortgage side are losing their tail by doing this. So it's a completely different um, animal. Well, let's, ex let's explain that just a little bit. So when we do a, a mortgage, we, um, we let's, let's just, the, most of the industry works this way, where you sell the mortgage, uh, the actual mortgage off to Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac or one of those um, big um, GSEs, they're, they're called. So you sell the, the underlying mortgage, they package that mortgage um, together and sell that off in in bundles to Wall Street, so you can buy mortgage-backed securities, and you get a, a, a an interest payment on those. The, the bondholders, you know, buy those to get the interest payments, right? And then you also sell the servicing off of that, and um, that is the person who collects your payments, and then they pay that that they don't get to keep the payments. They take a little bit off the top and then they pay those payments to the bondholders. So that doesn't stop during this forbearance. So if, if I'm the servicer and you don't pay me, I still have to pay the bondholders. So um, that's why there is, we can't go on forever with our, our 12 months of not paying those, those payments because if everybody did that, there, there would be not enough money. The government couldn't back that much money to pay the bondholders and the whole kind of financial um, system would kind of implode on itself because nobody would buy those loans anymore and it, would, it, it just would ruin the whole system. So um, we, have to, um, we, we have to keep the system in place. And if you can pay your mortgage, you probably should do that. Um, if you can't, and you really can't, then you need, you know, you need to look at these options of, of forbearance and, and the different options that you have. But if you can pay it, you need to pay it because if we don't, the, the whole system's going to, going to go, going to go under. Well, I mean, so don't get us wrong. I mean, we're not saying don't take advantage of the, of the opportunity, but if you're not hurting yet, I would say continue to make your payments as long as you can. Right. I, you know, again, this is personal opinion and I could be wrong. You know, especially if you're not with Caliber um, and you're with some other lender or servicer. I mean, I think ideally I would prefer to ride at the storm as long as I could make the payments. And then when you at the point in time, which you really just couldn't, then you deal with what you have to deal with at that point. Right. I mean, I mean there you are lost your jobs. Are, yeah. yeah, there's going to be people that are going to go late on their house. There are gonna, people that are going to get loan modifications and that's perfectly fine. One thing I don't want to see, and here's what I saw uh, quite a bit actually again, referencing the past, mm -hmm. um, is a lot of people just try to take advantage of maybe going, hey, things are get, are uncertain right now, so I would like to take advantage of this kind of position and keep my cash. And then, and, th and then things kind of straightened out for them. And then they were sunk and they couldn't fix it even though they really didn't need to. Right. So I think that you, you can get yourself in trouble if you're not careful. So the idea is to really know and ask the right questions, um, which I think we can talk about that. Let's talk about the questions that people should be asking um, their servicer 
if they want, if, if they need it, you know, and again, it's, I, we're speaking in general terms. I know that's what we've adopted as a servicer and Caliber is one of the biggest servicers in the country. So I know it's something we've adopted, but um, in doing my research uh, with our servicing department, I mean, really what happened is the, the rules came right down from uh, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and we're just following what they tell us. So that should be, there should be some consistency across the board among servicers. And I say servicers, non-bank servicers, there's probably consistency. Again, they may have some things that they tweak here and there, but I'm just saying in general, it should be somewhat consistent. But I, I think the bottom line is if you, obviously if you've lost your job and you have no, you don't have the money to pay your mortgage, this is a great thing for you to, to, to be able to put it off for a few months. But if you can pay your mortgage and you're just trying to save some cash or whatever, you take a risk because it could affect your credit. It could affect your ability to qualify for a refinance or lower payments. Um, you know, I, I had a client uh, the other day that asked if I'm, if I do this forbearance, is that going to impact me doing a refinance? Well, of course it is, right? Uh, if, you're, if you're in forbearance, you're not gonna ha be able to take advantage if rates go lower to be able to lower your payment in the future for the next 30 years, you know? So you gotta, you, you gotta look at the risk of the short term versus the long term too. If you can make your payments, keep making them. If you can't, then there are some opportunities to, uh, you know, to take advantage of, the, of these forbearance things. And, but that's what it's for. It's for the people that really can't pay. And if you're one of those people, you know, we'd be happy to talk you through the, the options and, and what you could do. And if you're not, then just keep making your payments and, and try to get through this the best you can. And I think that's, that's kind of the bottom line because there is a risk to um, something's going to come to a head at some point, you're going to have to pay that money back. And, and it will impact um, if you if you're not able to pay that money back, it will impact you in the future for qualifying for new houses, or to uh, to do uh, refinances in the future. Benefits of working at home. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, so I mean, the one thing that I think is important, because here's, I've strategized with a lot of people that have called me and been like, I still have my job. Things are good, but I mean, I don't know where it's going to be and I'm nervous. Right. right. So what, what we've actually done in a number of cases is strategize the potential refinance with skipping as many as two payments. Right. Now that, that you have to, you have to extend the process out a little bit to do that because you have to time it just right to be able to skip two payments on a refi and the numbers have to work. But if that's the case, like a lot of people, what we're doing is we're able to close you know, we're get, get their loan done, close around, you know, the first week, week and a half of the month where they don't have to make their payment for that month. And then their next payment's not due until 45 days later or 50 days later. So in all, like, in other words, I've got one this month, which is a prime example. We're purposely closing on the uh, closing and funding on like the 10th or 11th of April. And their first payment won't be due until June 1st. Right. They're not, the payoffs already calculated. Uh, without them making their April 1st payment. They're not going to be late. The loan will be paid before that 15-day grace period. But then they don't have a payment till June. You know, right. And that saves them not only the, the money per month, um, but also those two payments. And, and you don't get anything for free. I mean, you're never going to – the, the money that's going in there is not going away. right? Those two payments don't go away. Their loan's higher by that amount. 
the interest is always calculated. So it's not like they're getting anything for free, but it is somewhat of a strategy to help out, um, you know, in the event that something happens down the road to them. And that's their whole thing is their whole idea is like, Hey, we're going to set aside an April payment and set aside a May payment. Like we were having to make it that way. We now have the two months we miss and we've got a little bit of a cushion sitting there. Should we need something over the next, you know, three, four months while this stuff is all kind of settling in. Right. There's also a, a lot of different strategy. If you, if you have a lot of equity in your house, you know, you could tap into that equity to be able to pay, you know, your way through this next three or four or five or six months. You know, um, you can get an equity line of credit on your, on your account that you can draw off of to pay your mortgage payments. That There's a lot of different ways that we can structure these things that might be better than doing a forbearance and they might not, you know, but we can kind of, there's, there's a lot of strategies uh, that we have that we can implement for you and, and let you kind of decide which is the best way to go. But you just want to make sure, I saw a lot of people where banks, and you did too, you know, back in 2008, where banks were saying, well, you have to skip payments and you have to do this and you have to, and, and they were getting themselves in a lot of trouble and they actually weren't able to do anything for, you know, sometimes two or three years after they skipped payments for 60 days, you know? So there, there's a lot of people that are going to, and you can't just miss your payment, your April payment either. You have to talk to your servicer and go into forbearance. Just because you miss your payments doesn't mean you're in forbearance either. You have to actually talk to your servicer and get in that program. You can't just miss your payment because that will be a that will go on your credit immediately. That's a good point because you know I have had one person ask me that. Yep. They didn't ask. They just assumed that they would automatically get it. I'm like, well, I'm just not going to make my April payment because I'll be on that government forbearance program. Right. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold on a second because that doesn't doesn't work. <laughs> quite just like that. Right. You know, so yeah. I said, you know, call your servicer and they weren't a Kurt, they were a, uh, a friend that um, we were looking at refinancing, um, but they didn't currently have their loan with us. And so I was like, man, you better call your servicer and talk to them because I mean, you're going to have to go through a process there, you know? Yep. But it was interesting because when you said that, because they actually thought that they were just automatically fall into the forbearance plan because the president said something about it. Right. Well, the, when the president says, hey, you can skip your payment, you know, you can, spick, you can skip your mortgage payments with no, no effect to your credit. I mean, yeah, you, you can, but there's a process that you have to go through and there's ramifications for that in the future. So you just have to be careful um, with how you're managing your way through all this. And we're here to help you with that. So call us and we'll, we'll be happy to... Uh, you know, go through the options with you, but there's a lot of options out there. You know, there's, this is, this is a, a, a great time to, to get your finances in order. And I know a lot of people have been affected. A lot of my clients have been affected and lost their jobs or been furloughed on their jobs, you know, and we, we, we have to be able to manage our way through this um, and we'll help you the best we can. And the um, you know, forbearance is definitely an option. And, um, you know, all caliber customers are, are, are able to do that, but we want to let you know what those, what those risks are. Cause there, there definitely are risks with everything that we, that we go through in life. Right. Hell there's risks right now going through the grocery store, right? Yeah. I'm eating boxed food that I don't even like. <laughs> exactly. Yep. So, um, 
let us know if there's if you have any questions at all and um there there is also great opportunities to to lower your payments during during this time too with refinances and interest rates are all over the board so it's it's very hard to uh predict where they're going to be but uh i i think we both uh truly believe that the the federal government's going to uh um, keep these interest rates low and do whatever they can to keep them low. So there's going to be a lot of opportunities. You don't have to act today, but um, you know, it, it, in the next few months, I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities to uh, to get some really low interest rates. Yeah, to stick with it. I mean, the one thing that I've been suggesting to people, and I know you have too, is you know, don't don't wait till the last minute to call and go, hey, I've been thinking about this. You know, get get in front of things and you know, be prepared. You know, the industry is going through a, a tremendous amount of volume, um, matter of fact, higher than they've really probably ever seen. And that has its drawbacks in terms of timing. So the, the best thing to do is always to jump in early, be prepared. And then when the rate that makes the most sense for you is available, you can jump on it, you know? And so we've got uh, prioritized lists of people who are really needing certain levels for it to make sense to them. Um, you know, we kind of set it every day. You know, and we'll go in and when the rates hit, boom, we'll lock a couple and that moves other people up the list that, um, you know, as rates get, you know, to different points that people can jump on board. So it's always good to get in there early so that you're getting the best thing um, while it's available. Yeah. You know? And and if you are, if you have been affected by, by this and, you know, you, you've lost your job or you're, you're furloughed, you know, until this, this whole thing, um, you know, I, there's a hundred thousand people that got furloughed from Macy's, you know, yesterday. And then there's, there's a lot of people that are, that are affected through this. And, and we're, we're here to help you. If you are in that situation, there are definitely ways to get through this. And, and the forbearance thing is, is definitely an option for, for people like, like you. And, and we're here to help you to get through this any way that we can. And um, I truly believe that once we get this virus taken care of, you know, everything's going to, going to come back. It's going to take a while though. You know, there's a lot of people that think that this is going to be a V shaped recovery. You know, I think it's going to be more of a, a U shape and, you know, we're going to, it's going to take a little bit of time, but it will come back and, and these jobs will come back. And, uh, but we're here to help you any way that we can to figure out the best strategy to get through this. And if you're working through this and you're able to work from home, there, there are things that we can do to take advantage of, uh, of this situation too with lower interest rates. So any situation that you're in, we're here to help and just to talk you through. And maybe you're at a perfect situation and there's nothing that you need to do. But if you want to just bounce some ideas off of us, we're, we're here for that also. Absolutely. Yeah, don't, don't hesitate to call, text, yep. email, however, just reach out to us, message us. Um, let us help you with some of those decisions and at least help provide you with the best information possible out there. And if, if you choose not to call, uh, the total recommendation is ask a lot of questions and get very, very informed. Don't make the emotional decision because it sounds good to just simply forbear your payments. Make sure you're asking all the questions about your credit, how it affects you, when you have to pay it back, and those types of things so that you're prepared and you're not caught off guard 90 days down the road. Because while it might provide a big relief for you in the short term, if you don't know what is going to come at the end of it, it could create more of a headache. So, well, and, and just because you hear it on TV or see it on the internet doesn't mean it's true too, you know? So 
please let us know. We'll tell you what the real truths are. And, um, you know, we're, we're very well informed on, on this stuff. And uh, you need to use us for, for that. Not just because somebody says it doesn't mean it's necessarily true. And uh, we can kind of walk you through the, the goods and the bads of, of all those different strategies. Absolutely. All right. Well, have a great week. And um, we will be back next week. Take care.